Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Carn, and Mike Steenstra. We're good. Bones Eye Brad. <laughs> What's up? What's up, fella? Damn it. <laughs> no, I, I, I want to give you a plug at the end of the episode, but I want to definitely get to, to Bones Eye because you made some YouTube videos that were... They were just delightful, actually. Jess and I watched them last night. You're a bonsai master. I had no idea. That's Welcome. that's the thing, though. I am not. There's so much to learn, but I, I am very interested, and it's a it's a weird hobby, but it brings me a lot of joy. I enjoy it very much. That's cool. And yeah. actually, you had sent Jimmy and I a profile image from your work where you listed your favorite hobbies. First, being travel. Second being bonsai, <laughs> third being English Premier League, and fourth being golf, and uh, yeah, that's all fair, I think. But I was surprised to see bonsai ahead of Premier League. Yeah, I think I'm just going by allocation of time. I've spent a lot of time on it over the winter, uh, learning. That's how I got got to that point. A lot of research, but um, I think Premier League. I like the root cutting video. What's that? The root cutting video that was fascinating, and the suckers on there. It, it's it's a whole thing, man. There's just it's a deep, deep rabbit hole, and I have fallen sure. into it. Just like the Premier League, which unfortunately is love. is over. Um, and how are we coping with that, Mr. Steenstra? Um, you know, I've managed to find a few soccer bright spots. I'll tell you what they are for me personally. Of course, I'm missing Premier League, but sure. soccer never stops. Hashtag so- soccer never stops. Nice. And especially right now, we are kind of balls deep in um, U- U20 World Cup, which is interesting. Uh, Tim Weah to Soto apparently was a pretty dynamic combination in their win, 3-2 win over France today in the round of 16. I believe it's on TV right now on uh, on replay, and we had our friend Babel texting us about the fact that it was on, and we saw some highlights on Twitter, and it looks like that ball from way I was pretty gnarly, bro. That was pretty dirty. I liked it a lot. And, and Soto, so I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but he is so. in a contract situation with Hanover 96 over in Bundesliga. I think he's only 19 or something. But Wow. Wow. There's intrigue now, and... Uh, it's interesting to see the clubs, Premier League clubs, you see some rumors swirling about U20 players. Which Any offhand, the, the Premier League players uh, that were interested in any of them? No, this uh, question is stumping me. I've just scrolled through and seen it on Twitter, really. That's awesome. that, uh, And, I mean, you have incentive, too. So that player has incentive to do well at the international level, I'm sure, for leverage in that contract situation as well. I mean, it goes both ways, right? You... You use your club uh, performance to justify your placement in the international squad, and then when you're you're internationally playing, you look at Musa Sissoko with the Euros. That's why we paid thirty million for him because they won the Euro um, uh, Cup with uh, yeah. with France. So and, that can influence way, how I, much they're worth. Sure, and, and in some way, I'm uh, wondering if Burhalter put Wea and Soto down there on purpose to 
maybe not. Maybe I'm reading to cultivate a connection for future performance. Yeah, that or even two to drive interest in the tournament because if those two weren't playing, I would probably not be interested because I don't really know the other names. But now that you know, I am interested in it. I am looking up the other kids that are doing well. So maybe it's not a bad thing for U.S. Men's National Team that way. Uh, went down there. I, th- I think you might be being optimistic about sure. You know, but the the, the effect is for real, right? You did look up other players on the U-20 squad. That's pretty cool. It's great. Yep. And then what I'm also excited about, too, is uh, U.S. Women's National Team World Cup. It's a big deal. We got a World Cup this summer. That's kind of cool. In like six or seven days, I want to say. Coming up quick. I think it's even closer. I yeah. It's this week. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Thought uh, single gotta, digits. Maybe we should look yeah. up the, uh, we'll try to look up the game times yeah. later. Check it out. Yeah, and I, uh, I gave a, a plug for the U.S. men's, uh, U.S. women's national team being at Hotspur Way, which is pretty cool in Enfield. Um, Tottenham's training facility, world class. Pochettino was out there to, to greet him, and I there's a nice, the nice little article. Yeah, it's a nice little selfie of him with one of the, the ladies as well. I mean, well, how could you not want to get a selfie with that I mean, beautiful man? I mean, she might be in love with him. <laughs> it might be. I was jealous. Him. I actually anger tweeted her. And said, you better stay away from my man. <laughs> I will you come would. for you. And she didn't see it because she probably ignores her notifications. Yeah, I, Maybe. I, I think I it's know. exciting, though. I, I, it's, it's fun to have uh, them at Spurs facility, but just on the overall with the, the women's team, I think. I think a live broadcast, excellent. a live podcast broadcast of us watching it might be interesting. Maybe I think I think we'll try to pull it off as one of the summer episodes. We could pull like twenty minutes of observations during the game, and we, we could do a lot with that. I'm I'm up for yeah, it. Yeah, or maybe just second half. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. But the other thing that has me weirdly excited too is uh, that Tottenham Hotspur are the reigning champions of the ICC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Pochettino's only trophy. Hardware, baby. Yeah, we got that hardware. <laughs> but I thought of a way to improve that tournament. Wouldn't it be cool if the CONCACAF Champions League winner earned a spot into that tournament? And then wouldn't it be awesome, and they wouldn't, if the team started taking this tournament ser- seriously? But they won't. It would be neat for awareness, right? Especially since it's it's MLS always, right? It's always MLS versus or no, no, it's not. That's I'm it's thinking. I'm thinking of the All Star game. Uh, it's it's big teams against big teams. Yes, yes, the yes, ICC. Yes. Yeah, yes, and then the Concacaf Champions League is is almost always won by by Mexico. Got you. So but, that would be cool to have them on the same stage and same level with those squads. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Like, them earning a spot, that would draw some intrigue from our current region, and could be cool. Yeah, friendlies, you know, we'd have to have Jimmy yeah. weigh in on friendlies. I, I don't understand how they well, work as far as, like, effort and stuff goes, because you look at the MLS All-Star game, they play, like, Bayern Munich or Ugh, uh, something like that. that. They do that. Yeah, and, it, you know, it's always, like, the European team wins by, like, a goal. It's not a slaughter. But I would wonder. That's not true. It's a slaughter often. Okay. And it's because it's a bunch of individual players that never play each other against a European squad, and it just looks terrible for MLS. I don't know what they're doing. It's so dumb. They want awareness for MLS, so the idea is probably crossover fans. Like, okay, you're a Bayern Munich fan. Oh, I like the those MLS players. Are actually, pretty good. Maybe I'll pay attention. <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah. MLS, come on. 
and I am really excited for you to listen to the bonus episode that we just had because we got into U.S. soccer fandom quite a bit, and then he actually, I regret not asking more questions about his knowledge of the U.S. soccer pyramid, but he knew it very well. It's and, complex, uh, too. That's awesome. Yeah, and he knew the history well, too, and we were just talking about USL has the right city sizes. If they could get pro-rel, maybe, you know, is pro- promotion and relegation enough of a factor to drive fandom in a way that that league could ever take over those greedy-ass bitches in the MLS, you know? And, and the conclusion was no, I think, because of the money. Not but. consistently, right. But But at the same time, you look at... You know, you look at something like Leicester. Leicester, for example, right? They're top seven, top eight. Um, they got relegated. They were out of the Premier League, and then they almost they ended up winning it, winning the whole damn thing. So, like, why are you artificially restricting the access for a squad that could? Oh, and that's over a whole season, thirty-eight games. They won the cha- or they won the Premier League. I mean, and they were in the Championship level, one one tier down uh, a couple of years before that. So. I think ProRel is, is a must, even if it does generally still stick with the highest spending teams. Having him in there Wouldn't makes it interesting. Would you be more interested in watching USL if it had promotion relegation, even if MLS still existed? And especially if a team like Grand Rapids FC oh, could, yeah. could then fight for promotion. And, and this guy was from Winston-Salem, and they have a little USL squad. And Pittsburgh has a little USL squad. Like... I think there's more intrigue in that. I think so too. I think I think the baseline has to exist though. So I think I have to be interested in MLS to begin with before I'm going to look at lower tiers, and I'm not. If I was, I, don't know if I that's would be. True. I think as a neutral fan like you and I are, and and you know we don't have USL teams close to us. That's true. But if you're living in a little city that has a team, then I think the natural intrigue of being a proximity supporter. Yeah. You know, there's enough uh, punch there, I guess. That makes sense. I, I mean, I do follow Grand Rapids. Uh, and by the way, just a shout-out, Grand Rapids FC. Uh, Speakeasy, a sponsor for Grand Rapids FC, Grand Army. Shout-out. Um, five games played, six for AFC Ann Arbor. And uh, so Grand Rapids has a game in hand, and they are at the top of the table, 12 points to AFC uh, Ann Arbor's 11, and Detroit FC has 10. So feeling hey, good. Go. Let's go, GR. All right. So uh, do you know what league they're in? Are they League 2, and are they they're semi-professional? NPSL, I believe. NPSL. We'll have to look up what that is. Yeah, it's a couple of levels down. Um, I know they were looking at trying to bump up a, a division. Um, yeah, it's fourth tier. Fourth tier. Just to buy their way into that? Sad. Dude, so GR, GR's squad is completely crowdfunded. There's not like a huge donor or anything. They started it they get paid? five years ago. I think they do get paid. It's like semi-pro, so they get a like a stipend or something like that. But I mean, these are college players, you know. Um, it's sure. fun. I think there's some Calvin kids that have even played on the team, isn't there? Yes, yes, a couple of them uh, that we knew. Capisciotto, you remember him? Oh yeah, Nick Cappy. Nick Cappy uh, played for Nick GR, GRFC for a little while, and then <laughs> like Sean, my brother Sean, knew a guy who was in the. Tasmanian league, like legit. 
which I mean, it's the Tasmanian League, but he was trying to make yeah, his so way up. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's near Australia, and then yeah. he was going to the Australian League. Awesome island, but yeah, he was actually going to be in on a squad in the Australian League, and then he had some visa problems and he had to come back. They denied his visa, so he couldn't play, and so he came and played for GRFC for a little while. It's kind of fun. I mean, he should have just called the credit card company and cleared that up before. Yeah, I know. Visa, Visa. is such a, <laughs> such a tough thing to work with, you know? All right. So Corporations are the worst. We put it off now for 11 minutes and 50 seconds. It's as long as I could before we have to talk about the Champions League. And I kind of forgot, Michael. And the loss there and all the, you know... Everything after that we have to talk about. Yeah, where do we start? Um, let's start with the match, right? We start in the in the in tw- we start twenty five seconds in is where we start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's brutal. I don't. I'm not a master of the rules. Apparently, according to the rules, it's it's defined as being a handball. Um, sure, I think by the yeah. rules it was a handball. Okay, but by the spirit of the game. Sané wisely kicked the ball. I think he aimed it at his arm, saw that it was outstretched, and I, I think he, I think he flicked one up there, and no one would get it. And that's a theory we haven't saw, heard very often. I but saw that, that theory. Shit. I don't. I don't know. Regardless, regardless, it happened, and it it chopped a leg out of Spurs right away. I mean, it's just demoralizing, and then the it whole game so changes. Quick. It sucks. It was just a death blow. Like you can't even give me ten minutes to enjoy the game. Yep. God. Yep, absolutely. Um, I'm not that devastated. I thought I'd be more devastated. Uh, well, I'm just not that right, tore so, up about it. Yeah, because the game after that was actually, as a it's fine. Spurs fan, better to watch because we had possession, yep. dominated possession. We didn't have amazing chances constantly. It wasn't like Man City attacking some mid-table Premier League team. But we did have a few chances, and specifically Lucas Mora in front of the goal, Mr. Hero, Mr. Hattrick. I thought that was probably our best opportunity of the game. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of some other opportunities we had. Sonny, uh, Sonny had a couple hits. Bad touches. He was just not on it. Yep. Harry wasn't that involved in the game other than his passing. Uh, I think he had one go a goal, and he didn't hit it too sweet. And I yeah, thought... No real chances. Where was Erickson, Micah? You know, I thought Erickson played fine. Yeah, but fine. Is, I thought the team in general played fine. Yep, I agree. Look, Erickson, Erickson's great. He's no Hazard. Um, but if Tottenham are able to keep him long-term, he's just an excellent piece, and I thought he played fine. Like, he's always dangerous with the ball. The defense always pays attention to him, which makes you an extra level of dangerous because that that way Deli Alley and Harry Kane and Son can get into space. Lucas Moura, um, like Erickson, I love Erickson. I know no you do. Never talk badly about him to me. I know, but that's uh, why I tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I, the I worst he, player was Deli Alley, and I love yeah. Deli Alley, but he was his touches were true? dog shit. I. Th- didn't think Sissoko played as well as he has in recent recent months. I haven't seen that opinion out there very often, but that was just what I thought. I thought Harry Winks played excellent. Yes, I he did. Hate any criticism against him. I love Harry Winks so much. He's he's adorable. 
he is he's just absolutely adorable. I love it. Have you seen his interviews? You gotta see his. And he's been with the club since age. He's been a fan since age five. I know, which makes him Um, even more adorable. He's adorable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's a great little midfielder, man. I'm I'm really excited for the future uh, on that front. He's only gonna get better. This is his first year back in the squad and basically starting in the squad because of Dembele and and. Uh, dire injuries. He's been like starter whole year, and he did a great job. Yeah, there's a video yeah, so out I, there. I yeah. guess it's fair that Delhi and maybe Kane played less than you'd expect from them. <sighs> yeah, um, I, Harry didn't get the service though, and he disapp- His his game is dependent. I mean, he'll do his passes where he'll drop back, but generally you got to give him service. And we didn't get many crosses into the box. Um, and I thought he did play well, like as a holding. In a holding role, he did very well, and that's why Tottenham was able to keep possession, especially in the attacking um, half. Yep, absolutely, and that's the um, problem that I have with Daly is you count on him for different things, and it's possession and advancing the ball. And I just didn't think he did a great job. I thought he, I thought he had a lot of criticism this year on a quote unquote down year. I I disagree. I think that he did a lot of defensive work, and I I just love him as a player. But I thought this game in particular, I, I got to call him out as. He was really disappointing. Um, Were you surprised that Urente didn't get subbed in? Didn't he? Oh, he did. He did. Sorry. He did um, late. Late on. Who did he come in for? He came in for Harry Winks or Sissoko. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I, That's right. I mean, Sorry. I, you know, Fernando, I think we couldn't ask anything more of him this year. Um, subbing in for Harry when he was hurt and still getting headed goals and trying his hardest and big, beautiful man. Years old. Yeah. Yeah, and then so then the last ten minutes, I really did think the equalizer was coming. Mm. It was fun. Um, the rest of the game was boring. It was anticlimactic compared to Champions League run. But that being said, I thought the last ten minutes were thoroughly entertaining. Had a couple good chances. Uh, I'm forgetting what minute the Ericsson free kick was at the corner of the box. Ah, oh, was lovely. That was um, a nice save. That was that was a nice save. It was. Um, Neck so, tattoo boy. That being said, like, it's disappointing, not entirely unsurprising. Yep. Um, it is scary to think of the future and will we get back there. We'll see how Levy handles the transfer window and, like, what kind of support that Pochettino gets because I think it's clear if Pochettino doesn't get help financially, peace out, and no one can blame him for that. Correct. I think you're spot on. I don't want to opine about the future. I figure I'll take a Zen approach and just let it come how it may. But I'm there with you. I think you got to support him. He's got to see the money spent. And who knows what will happen, man. We'll, we'll have to see. I, I'm hearing now Erickson contract extension maybe. And that's what I'm hearing. That's great. Uh, again, would be great. I think the silly season is what Jimmy calls it—the silly season. Um, yeah. And so I, I'm just trying to stay with a, an approach of until I see pen to paper, I won't, I won't believe anything I hear. Um, sure, from the official team account. Right, but it is interesting. There's a, you know, would have been different if they would have won. They're gonna make signings know. this summer, which is exciting. I know it's so nice. Very yeah, exciting. It'll be nice to see some new faces. Um, like, look at Lucas Mora and Musa Sissoko. Poach knows how yeah, to And I'm ready scout. to say goodbye to, to Lamella. I think he's served his purpose. Yeah, he's Coco is his nickname. Yeah, he's a, 
He's an angry little rodent, but... <laughs> I got, as an early Spurs fan, last year, I think, even, I jumped on the Spurs Reddit and just... Oh, you got killed. Lamella, and I got murdered. Yeah, you got first. lit up. I remember seeing that. I have uh, not posted great. since then. <laughs> on the on come on you Spurs. It's pretty great. That's a that's yeah. a tight butthole uh, subreddit. They're you know, they review your posts and stuff. They're very regulated. Uh, which is fine. Maybe we need like a Spurs America, then I won't be so scared. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> There's kidding. a lot of American fans in that sub though, I have to say. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on there. it's time that I reveal myself again. Yeah. Talk some talk some like, shit about actually, like maybe this I'll do it. I'll just be like I think we need to get... Let's talk. I think we should get rid of Lamella. I like that. You know, I, here's the other thing. Like, I just saw the 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 media across sports or news is just fucking Satan. Uh, worse than the devil. And... I am I'm the, the devil. devil. And uh, I just saw, like, this ESPN FC video. I didn't click on it because I just got angry just seeing the title, but... It was the title was like why Harry Kane needs to leave Tottenham for his career to expand or something. And it's like probably Burley on there talking out of his fucking asshole, which I like Craig Burley actually a lot. Um, I respect him. Shout out Craig. Shout out Craig. Talking out of your butthole. But like he does, he's kind of a dickwad about some things. And I bet it was him or um, one of the other guys on FC, but. It's all opining, man. It's all just horse shit flying in the wind and seeing if they can get clicks. And the, the seeking of clicks really bothers me. And that's that's my rant, apparently, way early. Anyway. Yeah, but I'm I'm uh, I'm all about seeking clicks. Hit that subscribe button, baby. I can dig it. We ought to... Do you think we have... We always ask questions for people to fact check us, and they never do. Yeah. So I'm wondering, do we have any actual fans, or is it just us talking to ourselves in... Empty rooms. How many miles apart? Would it be like 700 miles apart? Maryland to Mar- uh, Michigan, yeah. And I'm not yeah. in an empty room. I'm here with my dog, Marley, who's passed out. So I guess I am alone. But that's okay. Moving on, though, Maiko. Uh, you, you talked about your distractions, right? You talked about the ICC. You talked about U-20s. You talked about the Women's World Cup. Um, so you're not entirely feeling, you know, withdrawal at this point. Because you were anticipating... A significant oh, withdrawal. Baby, I'm I'm hurting, man. I'm hurting. Yeah. I wake up Saturday, Sunday mornings, like, oh, I you know, you get spoiled for so long in that calendar. Like it's just a pretty constant thing for ten months that if I want, I can wake up and I can watch Premier League. And then let's not forget. I hope none of my employers listen to this podcast, but I telework on Wednesdays. I pretty much clear my schedule uh two forty five to three p.m. every Wednesday. Because there may or may not be a Tottenham game on, but I'll watch whatever game's on. So it's a game on. Always a game on. And then Champions League comes on Wednesdays like mm. later in the year. It's just mm. like, I didn't plan any of this out before my soccer fandom to telework Wednesdays, but it's just been a dream for me. It's destiny, bud. Watching. It's destiny. It's destiny. Yeah, that's, I'm there with you. I think it's a, a bummer. At the same time, it's summer. We're outside more, so it's not as devastating. True. But, boy... I do almost miss have to be wondering if we should every other week the podcast in the summer, but we could do that. We could do that. We'll, have to, we'll talk know. about that with the devil. Yeah, I wonder if it's good to release episodes every week or if it's saturation. I, I don't know. We'll have to review that. Um, I did want to make mention of something that was funny um, in the news, 
And that was a member of parliament shitting all over Arsenal. And it was pretty great. If you haven't seen the video, maybe we'll tweet it out. But um, I think I already did. It's pretty great. And she says, thank you, Mr. Chairman. And I'll look forward to watching uh, Spurs on a Wednesday Wednesday while uh, your team will be playing on Thursday because you're not very good. And what she was trying to say was... Watching Tottenham on a Wednesday night, you play Thursday because you're fucking shite. That's what she was trying to say. As Which part is of the song. just a lovely song. That's one of the videos you do have. I have a video of singing and listening to that in person. Yes, it was, it was quite wonderful. I would like to do it again very soon. So apparently, I'm just looking at ESPN FC. Another shout-out to them. Tomorrow, there's Portugal-Switzerland at 2.45. Will Ronaldo Cristiano play? Is he in the team? He is in the team for UEFA Nations League, so. Okay. Uh, Switzerland has a couple of good good players. Uh, Shakiri. Shakiri, there you go. I think they also had an MLS dude. And they have, <laughs> they made the I Champions so. League this year, Young Boys. Young Boys is the name of one of their, their uh, top tier teams. I almost oh, went to a match when I went there. Um, Should have gone. Shout out to one of the best soccer names of all time. The Young Boys. The Young Boys. Shout out. Yeah, they actually uh, played well uh, their couple of games in the Champions League, but they did not make it out of the group, unsurprisingly. I saw Benfica is also coming to America in the ICC. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. I want to yeah. – I wanna, uh, where are the locations for that? Do you recall? Let's, uh, let's look it up. There could be some dead air that I'll cut out, which is that's a good intro. So that'll stop. Let's look it up, and then we'll go from there. International Champions Cup. Ah, the winner, 2018, Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> yeah, baby. Defending champs, baby. Sup, sup. Yeah, you've got you Arsenal. Games in, uh... All right, so let's start from, uh, let's look it up once we're there. Bridgeview. Okay, you ready? All right. Yeah, you can go. So plenty of teams uh, included. You've got games in East Rutherford. You got Landover, Kansas City, Charlotte, Houston. Oh, Landover is uh is Maryland. Yeah, dude. I'm looking at the map Real right now. Arsenal. That would be sick. Yeah. That would be sick. I mean, that's the same weekend. That's like the Monday after Mill Camp's bachelor party, though. You'll be tired, my friend. I hope. I will never go to that. I hope that you'll be very tired. Yeah, playing in some big stadiums, a couple of uh, NFL stadiums, pretty exciting. Um, the fixtures do Kansas look interesting. City. You've got the Audi Football Summit, and that's uh, in a different in a different area. But you've got Arsenal Roma uh, in Charlotte. That looks like a that would be a fun match. Uh, yeah. Spurs Juventus. <laughs> wow, it's in Singapore. Yeah, that's cool. Very cool. That's a huge match. Yeah, enormous. Uh, 7.30 Eastern Daylight Time. I'll probably watch. That'll be in, uh, that's when we'll be in Pittsburgh, July 21. Maybe we'll watch it if I, when I get up like a psycho like I always do. I think that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, Munich, Milan, that'd be a great match. That's in Kansas City. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Milan just hired a new coach that was the former coach of Conte. Juventus. Conte. He and, was uh, Chelsea, Chelsea right? yeah. He was there yeah. for like two years. He won He won a Premier League, I believe. Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want to say he won a Premier League, and then the next year he didn't do quite as well, and they freaked out and fired him. Like, it's, and well, now you got sorry this, this, that's this year. That's a great segue, yeah. Sorry. 
what, what's your take, man? He uh, third in Premier League, and he won a Europa League. Won a trophy. Carabao Cup final. Like, yeah. I thought they had a counts, great year. They had a fantastic season. And they were they were the the um, the punching bag, right? Remember, like, mid-season, like January, with all the media stuff with Sari, and then everyone shitting on them, and, and their form dipped, like, a little bit. They were very yeah, consistent. And the goalie wouldn't come out of the game. Yeah, they finished above Spurs. They finished in third in the Premier League. They won the Europa League. I mean, I think... I, I kind of like Sari. Um, I, I think he's been defiant, certainly, so maybe that's why they're parting ways, and it looks like he might go to Juventus. But um, I like the clip, we've all seen that, of him holding the medal from... I love it. It's adorable, and yeah. I love it so much. I know. <laughs> it's like, and it's like a two-second, uh, two right, looping it's clip, like, hey. but it's like that little moment, you're like, ah. Good for you, he's man. Had, Good for you. He's had a crazy uh, club career, if you look at his Wikipedia page. All over the place. I think mainly Italy, but just, like, starting out super, super low. And then finally, like, here's the first name I recognize in his coaching history. Sorrento, then em- Empoli, and then yep. Napoli, 2015 to 2018. Napoli, um, he took off, yeah. Yeah, because they've been great. He smokes cigarettes as well. And well, he's from Italy, saw, so chances are good. I saw good. a tweet that they can smoke on the sideline in Italy. Is this true? That is the most Italy thing I've ever heard. I, I need someone, Jimmy, at least. Please fact check. We both <laughs> been. So dumb. You went in when you were a kid, and I went, I went a couple years school. ago. Yeah. I seem to I recall no vomit involved in your trip, but we don't need to get into that. Oh, we can get into that because I didn't vomit, and I'd be happy to name drop. I thought there were some shenanigans where you were you were high school kids and you uh, didn't anticipate the impact of maybe alcohol, maybe some vodka was involved. Well, here's what happened. So the first night we got there, we ran out. We were staying in a beach town, which is sad. I don't even remember the name. But we got a couple of Bacardi Breezers, had like three of those, felt good. Two nights later, <laughs> like drinking was, drinking was fun. Let's do that again. So we got a bottle of Absolute, and then between three little tiny high school kids killed an entire bottle. Wow. Fortunately, Matt, our friend Matt, killed the most, and then our other friend Mike killed the second most, and they had the majority of the booze, although I was still plenty drunk for, for never having drank before. And, uh, yeah, they, Mill Camp was just... Oh. Um, Matt was just... Puking in the de- bidet, and then cry- uh, Matt was just puking in the bidet, and then our friend Mike was puking in the toilet, and I was just kind of like, uh, "Okay, guys, <laughs> this is and then bad." The next morning, <laughs> we took a boat ride to Capri. Actually, we were in uh, Naples with the view of the volcano in this room where we were drinking too much. And then, awesome. Uh, next day, we took a ferry ride over to Capri, and on the ferry ride, all three of us were just. Vomiting, but <laughs> the Mediterranean disguised. was very, very rough. So we were not the only ones vomiting. Right, so it's disguised as seasickness. Yep, and Matt and Mike had puked before we got on the boat, but it was disguised. Oh my lord! And then Beyonce and Jay Z were in Capri at the same time as us. Oh, and cool. On that same trip, we were in the Vatican, and and four kids from our group saw Tom Brady and family, and took a picture with them. Wow. Yeah. 
in the Vatican. Tom, so Bay, Tom Brady pre-Giselle? Must have been. I don't know when Giselle came in the picture, but this was 04. Oh, she came into the picture. When did you go to Italy? <laughs> I was only there for two days. Um, I had a European travel journey uh, a solo. It would have been two years ago now. Um, no, a year, two years this fall. Um, it's about a year and a half. But I started in Venice, and then we ended up going to Slovenia and Austria and Hungary. And uh, then I went on my own to Switzerland and Amsterdam, but in Venice for two days, and I loved it. I thought it was really cool. I'd love to see more. I, obviously, that's such a small part of Italy. I want to see the Dolomites up to the north, the mountains. Um, Naples was cool. Yeah, Naples sounds pretty cool. Rome, I'm you know, cool. not terribly interested in, but out. yeah, three days. Three days would be enough. It was fun. We rented uh, scooters when we were explicitly told not to rent scooters. Not a baby. And I, had ing- I was a nervous high schooler honestly and i panicked because i thought we were very lost and i think we were a bit lost in a giant city on, on uh, scooters <laughs> at 17 years old but that's awesome we were fine sounds like a great time big city yep. though huge city and very hot yes very hot very steamy all right so what else do we want to hit on michael i mean we talked about the champions league we talked about you know women's world cup and the lull that we're experiencing right now and, and how it's partially devastating. but I mean, soccer-wise, I don't know how much more to talk about, if I'm being honest. You know? Yeah, it's fair. Maybe that's what the summer will be. will be half-hour episodes. Maybe that's what it'll morph into. I like it. So do you want to get to a rant or two? Uh, remember, it can be anything about life. Um, I was going to rant to you about... Bones eye trees, but I really kind of blew my wad in the intro, so now I'm yeah, that's fair. Ahead this time, that's fair. I'll let you think about that for a second. Um, yeah, my <laughs> my rant would just be a plea, and I'll only do this one time, but just a plea to Daniel Levy uh, to please, please back Mauricio, just please back him. We're not asking for you know 150 mil, but we are asking for 100 mil for sure. Somewhere in between, between 100 and 150. Let's go, dude. It's time. You have a crazy net spend. You just took in over 200 million, 235 million, only 3 million below what City got in TV revenue, second highest in the Premier League. You got about 76 million dollars from the Champions League. At least the what Champions the- League is not assumed that you were going to get that. So that's found money. Right there alone is 30 percent of the stadium. Get some financing in order. Get some better interest rates. Refi. Let's go. Spend a little cash, please. What's the projection of income per game in the new stadium compared to the old stadium? So that's the problem here. It's like the new stadium is huge for a lot of reasons, um, but financially it's not the biggest chunk. I think that match day revenues are about 15% of most clubs. So if you increase your match day revenue, which they probably will double it, because White Hart Lane was like thirty three thousand, and this is like sixty two. So cool little stadium from the looks of it. Oh, uh, it was lovely, man. It really yeah. was lovely. Um, and the fact that they went undefeated in the Premier League the last year there is so epic. So epic. Beat United on the last day. Ah, it's so good. Um, but yeah, I think if you increase your revenues double, you know, you'll go up to, a, you know. Maybe you gain fifty million or something like that in a year. Um, but long, longitudinally, long term, sustainability wise, that's great. 
But again, you got this money from Champions League, from TV revenues. Let's spend a little bit. Oh, and by the way, you may have a couple of players sold this summer. So you better be spending gross $100 million, Levy. You better. Holla. Shout out Daniel Levy. I love you, Daniel Levy. Biggity bitch. If you don't spend the money. I love him, though. He, he, yep. It's been his vision, and his vision has been impressive. So I got uh, a short sh- uh, rant and then a, a longer one. But quick shout-out to Jim. Congrats on, congrats on the new job. Very excited for we you. We hope it's official and, and this isn't posted on company interwebs. Yep, and uh, we love you. And I hope I get to see you in Michigan. Might not, but... A personal visit with us. the devil. That would be great. Would. I've gotten to know Jimmy through this podcast, you know? Absolutely. I, I uh, We knew each other decently well, but now we've talked to each other every week for the last 22 weeks, so I'm invested in, in your in you, gym. I like you. Get to know the devil. Get to know your friends. Do a podcast. It's fun, if only for yeah. yourselves. And then, I, so that was long in and of itself, but then I wanted to tell you, Brad... Your bonsai videos are really well done and entertaining, and you did a really good job in those. And I'm not shitting you. Thank you, sir. It's yeah. hilarious. They were planned out. They were. It sounded like you planned them out in advance. I love that you mentioned the root ball cutting. I mean, you were speaking a different language to me. I, I had no idea. I knew that you were into trees. I really did. I had no idea you were that into trees. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the first time I saw that level. Yeah, man. And, uh... Yeah, your little crown jewel is beautiful. Oh, the dawn. The dawn. And I have to ask you a question. Is um, You mentioned this will be show ready in two years. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to... Not to really. That? That's more of a, a baseline to say, to say everything's in development. Because the reason that I say that is because most people, when they think of bonsai trees, they think of a tree that... They literally see on Google Images. That's final. Tell form. me what bonsai is. Tell me what bonsai is, because I looked it up. Yeah, but I never li- had. Looked it literally it up means potted plant in Japanese, and so it's the art of over time miniaturizing trees. Everyone thinks that bonsai trees are a different species. They're not. They're not at all. Uh, I'm, yeah. I just trunk chopped a, a maple out of the wild this spring, and I'm going to turn it into a bonsai. And What's it's, a trunk chop? So collecting Yamadori is taking trees from the wild and getting them into a pot and then turning them into a bonsai yourself. So I have a video. First dead stump of the season. First dead stump of the season. Fuck those people. Uh, It's not dead. And I took that out. That was a 30-foot long tree, dude. I mean, it was 30 feet tall, the trunk. It was looping into a parking lot, like at a horizontal angle, to get to the sun and then some foliage at the end. I chopped it at three feet. No buds, nothing. I gave it good aftercare. Water. I, I took care of it. I put a, some cut paste on the wound, and now it's pushing buds like crazy. So over time, I'll take one of those leaders, and I'll pick it, and I'll prune it, and that'll grow, and it'll thicken up the trunk, and it'll all look like one tree, and it'll only be like three feet high. I know. It's, it's really cool. It's crazy. So is it better if, like, the trunk kind of veers angles because it looks cooler? Is that better in the, the bonsai community? You got it. So you want taper. So on a real tree, if I'm looking at a 60-foot-high elm, it has natural taper. It's thick at the bottom. It gradually gets smaller towards the top. It's a shape. It's, a, it's, it's about suspending the disbelief that you're looking at a full-size tree. That's what bonsai is. I'm looking at a two-foot-high so tree, but it looks like a full-grown, mature, old, beautiful tree. That is what it, it is. it is a mature, old tree. It is, but it's you're, been you're pruned. You're purposely and, yeah. dwarfing it. 
you got it. Purposely dwarfing. That would be a that would be a fine way of describing bonsai. So it's a yeah, interesting hobby. Yeah, I thought hobby. And yeah. I thought how you knew the zone you were in was neat. And I thought how I read the comment sections of your video, and someone is from Alberta, Canada, and you suggested to get some. Native Local species, yeah. Native species, yeah. Yeah, man. That's kind of neat, man. Those trees Good will do well in, in whatever area you're in. Collect stuff that's around you, you know. That's you the way got, you know. You've got some good subscriber base already so just i got like 20 yeah great lakes bonsai is uh is the site if you have any interest the, the videos are long um but uh but you won't be bored uh for the most part You're if you not. have any interest so not too bad even i showed jess last night and we both in, watched it in bed for like the last you know right before we went to sleep we watched the overview and i was like she because i told her i was like yeah brad's doing these bonsai videos <laughs> like, She's like, well, what what are they about? And I'm like, you just gotta see them. Like, I, and I explained what bonsai was, and she was like, I don't get, get it. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very abstract and bizarre. And, and then she yeah. then she watched it, and she's like, oh, kind of makes some and sense. Then, then we kind of laughed and said, oh, Brad's a tree nerd. <laughs> oh, I'm a hardcore tree nerd, man. I'm hoping to find a, a that, tree man. babe, a tree nerd babe, but that's probably not gonna happen. There aren't too many babes on the interwebs. Well, you know what I appreciated about your lawn display on the videos too is that. People have bushes and stuff in their yard, and you've just got little mini trees everywhere, and that's cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, and you can turn bushes into bonsai, too. It just depends on the species. And I've been looking. I, I took a walk around the neighborhood earlier today, and I saw a tree that had some crazy limbs and was very low, and I was like, maybe you could bonsai It probably tree. would, man. Probably would. You want, yeah, you want movement. Movement is big. what you want. It's too big. Could be. Yeah, I don't. Cut this off from now on. Actually, you want to hit end recording? Yeah, I'm good with that. I don't take my instructions from a 